Hey folks, this is Richard here, lockdown and the pandemic in Italy. I just had a really great conversation with my buddy and collaborator, Ronan Harrington, and I recorded it, so I wanted to share it with you here, just to give you a very simple, straightforward taste of what microsolidarity sounds like in practice. So um, he called me and said, I want to tell you about what's going on for me. I want you to listen and then reflect it back. So we did a seven minute him talking, two minutes me listening and reflecting back and then uh, we switched roles and I just found it a really insightful, really excellent way to, for me to understand what's going on for me here in this very unusual moment uh, and I also felt very connected and energized and refreshed, renewed afterwards. So I just share this recording so that uh, you might like to play with this practice on your own with a buddy, um, some friend that you can practice on in these unusual times that we're living through. And um, if you've got anything to add to the micro-solidarity conversation, I would really love it if you could move that conversation into a public space and uh, tag it with a hashtag microsolidarity. Maybe give me a ping on Twitter. I'm Rich Decibels. Uh, I really am eager to have as much of this work in progress happening out in the public view as much as we can. Hope you're all happy and well and safe. We're going to try and unpack our experience because there's a lot of emotions going on um, and things are moving very fast. And the way we'll do that is by taking seven full minutes to try and make sense of what's going on. And then we can uh, replay back for two minutes what we heard. Um, did you, do you want me to go first or? Yeah. And then my job is just to listen really well and reflect back. Yeah. And can we have, um, can you time me? Yeah, I'll grab my phone. You know, um, seven minutes is how long I like my eggs to boil for. So my seven minute timer is already ready. <laughs> Um, shall I press start? Yeah. Go. So I'm feeling really shaky, like in my system, like my hands, even I can feel like you can maybe see them shaking. Um, uh, I think it's, uh, there's like, there's personal things and there's, coronavirus related things going on but I feel like I just woke up and was just pulled straight into internet land whatsapp groups facebook groups guardian irish times and and like that's kind of normal for us like that's kind of how we consume it but the this news is no longer oh I'm reading about world it's like i'm reading about a threat that has a huge relevance to me to my family and so the information is like very very um triggering and um but again the, like i i feel this disassociation where i have a mental story that oh it's the news like i read the news every day i can handle the news um and actually if I'm just going by what's going on in my body, my body is this. 
and they had a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so that's, um, and what's interesting is that, like, because we're both in this, like, change maker, sense maker space, we have, like, a professional hat on, but there's also a really deep personal hat on for me and for all of us. But, like, for me, it's... Um, I have some kind of autoimmune thing that I don't really know what's going on. And I've just started a, a drug that is an immunomodulator. It's not a suppressant, but it impacts the immune system. So I spent most of this morning flailing about on Google, trying to Google low-dose nitroxaline and coronavirus and finding nothing. And then going trying to join a Facebook group and having to fill out those annoying answers. Um, and then I get this WhatsApp message saying, young people who are in intensive care have taken ibuprofen and anti-inflammatories and now that's circulating around and being like is that a, is that fake news is that valid most of my extended aunts and uncles take anti-inflammatories religiously um and my dad has copd and so there's just this you know we talk about this like sense making fake news and like uh, and it's always been in an inconsequential way, but now I'm like, fuck, like I'm actually trying to use the internet to find information that is of like real relevance to mm, what would you say, our survival or well-being. And it's, it's failing me or, mm. or maybe like, it's not to say it's failing me, but it's just like, it's a lot to hold. Um, so there's that. And then what's really interesting is that um, because I have this other hat on, which is this like change maker, sense maker, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to participate in that conversation. And I'm finding actually a lot of it is coming from a place of insecurity and ego. It's like, there's definitely this, this feeling of like mm, low self-esteem, like I'm behind the curve, I don't really know what's going on. Um, and there's this feeling of, yeah, probably feelings of jealousy for people, like even towards you, for people who are writing stuff on it and, uh, are like shaping opinion and like and then this like feeling of like god like how pathetic you know what i mean um and yeah and wanting and knowing that like wanting to find where there's a genuine service in this but my ego being entangled up in it you know and i've been doing like therapy since i got home to ireland and i'm really excavating some fucking swampy shit and like there is this ego persona that I have and actually it's built on top of some very toxic wounded uh, parts of myself and like really having to uh, come home to the fact that I um, fundamentally do not feel worthy like on a very fundamental level. 
and have tricked myself into thinking I am because I've developed an impressive personality. And my entire ego and my entire fixation of my attention is on proving myself. Um, and I'm just in that phase of like sitting with, sitting with that, you know? Um, and in a way, what I really need to do is rest because I'm not well, but then this crisis pull, pulls me out, you know? So I feel, hmm, I'm trying to, a friend of mine said to me like, just stop trying to explain and just feel. Because, because like explanation for me is a way of getting validation. It's like, well, if they can see how well I can make sense of things and, and communicate, then I will be loved. And actually what's really true is that I feel really fucking tired. I feel really fucking exhausted. And I feel really scared for my dad. And I... And I feel physically overwhelmed by the medication that I'm taking and worried about it. What a charming noise. <laughs> <laughs> others, others would reach for like a ding. Yeah. No. It's like an egg timer, baby. That's what you want. That's what you want when you're making an egg. You don't want, you don't want, you don't want a fucking Tibetan singing bowl to announce the arrival of your egg. It's breakfast time. <laughs> um, I notice as you're speaking how my capacities of listening are greatly reduced from where I'd like them to be. Mm. Um, so, what I notice in your storytelling. I'm gonna call. No. Okay. Just offering you a boiled egg. <laughs> <laughs> um, I noticed this um, shift in gears from doing the sense making and the abstract, like, oh, what's happening with fake news and how do we get information out of the internet uh, to the personal, like, oh, how do I keep myself and my family safe and what information do I trust and that. Um, I guess I'd call that like the stakes going up. Mm. It's the skin in the game going up by a big factor. Um, the other thing I heard was yeah, I guess the big, the big um, piece about your self-image, you know, like uh, what, what role are you playing? Um, and what role do you think you have to play and how that sits on top of your, um, yeah, how you've constructed your own persona around um, big desires and unmet needs around feeling worthy and, and this thing of like, um, at least at the moment, you think that you don't, yeah, that you're lacking some fundamental self-esteem building block in the, in the deep, deep down in the tree of the psyche somewhere and um, that you've compensated for that by developing this personality, which is very lovable, including um, 
being good at explaining things and and having this strategic mind that can understand the complexity and um and that you've found validation from the world by being able to tell useful stories and say like hey this is what's going on this is what you need to pay attention to or this is what i'm paying attention to and hopefully my telling of that story will be useful to you um so there's a tension for you of um doing a good job you know playing a role in this um network system of people trying to make sense of the thing and uh, help each other make good choices and feel cared for and feel like things are in hand and safe and there's that that's pulling against your actual embodied self the one that's not constructed by a story but just by physics uh which is um physically compromised to some degree definitely exhausted like there's a lot of immediate uncertainty about your own health situation and what various supplements and medicines you're on and how they interact and blah, 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 blah. Like the cascade of thinking about that, which could be a full-time job on its own before you even start to think about anyone outside of your house. Uh, so a lot of tension and confusion there. Um, and like I say, I don't think I did a good job of listening. So let me know if there's important parts that I missed. Well, Uh, I'm aware that the format is seven minutes and two minutes. Um, so I think for this, for just respecting the format, I will just digest that and then yeah. allow you to speak for seven minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to break format for a second to say, I love you as you are because of who you are, not because of what you do. And the more that you are who you are, the more I love you. That's the only way you can have more of my love. <laughs> but how do i do that <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of effort and persistence uh should i talk for seven minutes yeah uh, um i made the quip about the seven minute timer being my egg timer and it made me realize i can't remember breakfast uh, i had breakfast but i don't remember having breakfast uh, which is uh, symptomatic of my state of mind. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm spending a lot less time feeling present and mindful and aware of the moment that I'm having than I would like to be. I like to keep that close to 100% and at the moment it's close to 5%. Um, which means I'm being possessed by, uh, yeah, instincts and um, these drives that are taking over without my conscious awareness. Like, oh, I have 15 links open to stories that I'm reading all at once for some reason. Um, there's something going on in my body. Um, my, I woke up with just the tiniest little sore throat and a little bit of nausea and headache and like my guts are just a bit unsettled. Uh, like my whole digestive system doesn't feel happy. Uh, I'm not doing full breaths unless I really think about it. And there's a part of me that um, 
is quite uh yeah accelerating down the down the what if like what if i've got the virus uh am i safe is my partner safe uh what if thing what if what if what if what if and it and it um it's like a helium balloon it's very easy to let go of the string and it goes and that thinking just accelerates um what else is going on I just notice how my um, my state has been so erratic the last couple of weeks. Um, th like visiting these different quadrants from like today, uh, my brain is not really high functioning. My body doesn't feel great. My emotional state is um, yeah tending towards they're like fluctuating between kind of depressive and and anxious. Like I did about an hour of work this morning. That was really good. Well, that was okay. And then towards the end of the hour, it's just like, oh, I don't like, I've got to make all these decisions to think what to put on this document and I can't make those decisions anymore. And so it turns out I had one hour of capacity of, of productive functioning brain. Um, and I really like to be productive, you know, that's where, <laughs> that's where a lot of my sense of things are okay. And I'm, uh, I'm okay and I'm a contributor and I'm valuable comes from like doing the piece, not doing everything, not taking responsibility for everything, but just like getting up and doing the, doing the part that I can do today. Like I, I really, yeah, I don't have a lot of coping mechanisms for not being useful um, because I'm always useful all the time. So I, when I, when I have to interrupt that, I don't know what to do with myself. Um, and yeah, there's a really peculiar aspect of like, um, like I started sense making by doing math. Like there was a lot of data flying around and I, and I didn't see anyone making the graphs that I wanted to see to help me understand it. And so I started making my own graphs and publishing them. And then people said, this is really good. I got like the best praise of my life from someone I know who's a data scientist, who's just like, um, uh, how would I describe? doesn't throw praise around easily, this person. <laughs> and he said it was the best, the best chance he's seen so far on the topic, which just made me go like, oh, I'm doing some, I'm being useful. I'm helping. And I got actually quite a lot of that feedback the last few days of people saying this is really helping them understand things and also to convince their families to take it seriously and stuff like that. Um, so that's really satisfying, you know, like there's a part of me that says, oh, I have got a part to play. And if it's just making some, some charts that help conversations go better, then that's a great contribution. I can be satisfied with that. And I mean, between that and um, making sure I'm emotionally attentive and responsive for my partner, that's like, you know, that feels like enough. But then there's the, the runaway ego thing, which is like, um, how do I take this small achievement and uh, grow it? You know, how do I do more? How do I get more of this delicious praise? Um, and look, and while I say like, I haven't got the mental capacity to even write a document about my expertise, which is group process. Like I should be good at that. 
I, there is a part of me I know that has all this energy to go and make more spreadsheets and more charts and like do more tweets that are going to get me more attention and, and positive feedback. Um, and that feels like a bit of a puzzle. Like how come I've got energy for doing this thing, which is not my expertise, but it does give me the short-term stimulation, but I don't have expert, I don't have energy for doing the thing which I actually know really well. Um, and I actually have a strategy for, and I know it's going to be helpful in the long run. And that's what the world is um, asking me to provide. Um, and then the same point as you of like, whew, it's only Tuesday, but I feel like I need a weekend of rest again. Yeah. So I do feel fear. Um, I don't think it's of something. I don't think it's got a target. It's just like um, I live in a place where I don't have a social network around me and we're in lockdown and there's a pandemic and there's some unknowable risk of things going horribly wrong over the next couple of weeks. And I'm far away from everyone I love. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll reflect for two minutes if you wanna put on the timer. But then how will I know what time to put my eggs on for? <laughs> I know you're gonna to have to start a new timer. <laughs> um, okay, so in that opening part of your share, when you talked about the helium balloon, the runaway thoughts, um, I really my the thought was coming up for me. I was like, ah, this man is in fear, and you see, you kind of acknowledged it at the end, just like not the explanation, just like I'm I'm feeling afraid. I'm feeling fear and I wondered how much space you're just giving to lie down and be with that fear as opposed to soothe it or like not soothe it but distract it or numb it with the things that we do and it sounds like there's some kind of dynamic where your, your, pro your productivity at this time is not only, you know, feeding you and nourishing you in a good way, but also feeding your ego, but it's, it's also designed to, um, to keep the fear at bay. And, uh, and I wonder how your energy might change if there was an exercise as part of your day to just take yourself away from the computer lie down and just invite whatever's going on emotionally. Um, because it, yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of energy going on here and then, but it's been led very much by here. And, um, and it's like, maybe how do we bring both of those into some kind of alignment? Um, yeah. And then I suppose I really, I really appreciated you acknowledging the egoic aspects of your contribution because no, it was really great because it makes, makes it, it, 
make up for fuck's sake, is that two minutes? Yeah, but keep going. Give a, who gives a fuck about the format? No, <laughs> the format must be respected. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, it made me feel less shame. Uh, you know, like, because that's the thing. It's like, I don't want to be feeling envious of people because <laughs> coronavirus is pathetic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. to know that, like, this is a just the validation engine runs in all of us. And, um, and, you know, a part of me is like, it's just about being aware of that and coming back to what your intention is. Because I would say that, you know, as much as you have your regular work that you're not feeling enthused about, you are contributing and you are doing something important. And I would, I would run with that. You know, I would kind of just go with that and don't think about it too much. But the more I think that your actual baseline fear and like the truest part of your share came at the very end when you were like, I'm in a country in lockdown. It's a pandemic. You know, I'm worried about my partner. And like, and in particular, I'm far away from home. You know, you live in New Zealand. I'm far away from my friends. And I felt this, that like checking in with that part of you that isn't the, the person who's leading the sense making on Twitter, but actually is just sitting with those human emotions will be good for you. And also will actually make that contribution somehow more effective, you know, it's, I don't know. Um, so that's, yeah, that's basically, that's basically it. You know, when you first suggested that I um, could just lie down and feel the fear. Yeah. I was just like so close to throwing up when you suggested that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll throw up into that pot plant over there. Maybe that'll be yeah. safe. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I really don't do that very much. Mm. That's the thing I avoid strenuously. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that, um, I think there's definitely like a pattern in all of us, which is the body is feeling emotion. And, and, and we are maybe like 20% aware of it. And we, we go into the mind to reassure it, or we do something to reassure it. And then it's just kind of like this base level unease, while we're also doing something that probably is like releasing some dopamine or something like that. And when we actually go into it, we're like, oh my fucking God, this is huge. And then it passes and we come into this place of being really grounded in our body for at least a couple of hours. And, and then whatever we're doing in that space actually feels good. And I think that that is a missing piece of the process. You know, even when we're talking about like panic or anxiety, it's, it's still here. It's not actually being within the moment I, I'm, my body is shaking or my stomach is churning or, and actually that, that was the other thing. When you talk, when you spoke about your digestive system, I was like, ah, okay, right. You know, that's the clue, you know, you're not pooping as you should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, I want to say that I'm really, I love you, but I, I'm, I'm the main thing I'm feeling is I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of how you're, you're stepping up and doing it uh, and it's amazing to watch you somewhat from the sidelines doing that and being like yay i know rich <laughs> thank you